You're listening to episode number 91 of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you part two of a four-part series all about planning your most epic year ever. Now, if you missed last week's episode, which was part one, I'm going to ask that you pause this episode and go back and listen to that one first. So that's episode number 90, part one. And then come back and listen to part two later because you don't want to start part two without first understanding your plan for the year. And that plan is specifically your personal plan. Now, I don't want you to think that you don't need a personal plan and you can just skip right over that. Because as mentioned in the previous episode, if you miss part one and part two and dive straight into part three, which is going to be all about business planning and executing, you're going to totally miss the whole point of being a mom and being a business owner. You're going to miss the harmony that you can have by blending both. And that's what the Purpose Gathering is all about. It is helping you grow and scale your side hustle photography business into a profitable business without sacrificing your family or your sanity. So if you're ready for part two about executing your personal plan, let's get right into it. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mom photographers out there feeling overwhelmed trying to raise a thriving family and build a profitable business you love. I'm a business and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and homeschooling mama saved by grace, so I can totally relate to the never-ending to-do lists endless hours of editing, and the trail of messes strewn across the floor. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to step into the role as CEO in your motherhood and your business. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, take some serious action, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth, then you're in the right place. Hey mama, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today and tuning in for part two of your most epic year ever series. As you heard in the intro, if you haven't listened, go back and make sure you check out part one. There are some action steps that you need to take before we get into part two. If you haven't had a chance to download the workbook yet, you can grab that over at thepurposegathering.com slash epic workbook. Now, as you're listening to the episode today, I want you to sort of be aware of some things that might be holding you back. I know for a lot of mamas in my community, the number one thing that they struggle with is not information. They get plenty of information. It's the implementation. It's the taking action. It's the accountability piece. It's the lack of having a mentor that 
starts to spiral into shiny object syndrome or jumping ahead to step 50 when they haven't done the other steps. And so if you resonate with any of that at all and you're like, gosh, that is, that's me, like you're not alone. A lot of people struggle with that, myself included, which is why it took me 10 years to grow and scale my side hustle photography business. There were so many things that I wanted to do that people were telling me I needed to do and I just felt overwhelmed and stressed and I didn't know how I could be a great mom and a great photographer at the same time. I felt like my attention was always being pulled in multiple different directions and gosh, I just couldn't figure it out. So after many Many years of trial and error and hiring my own coaches and mentors, I finally have the answers. And I've packaged up my over 10 years of experience as a mom photographer into a six-month group coaching program. And the reason it's six months is because I know you, mama. I know you have good intentions. I know that you want to do what you need to do. However, life gets in the way and things happen. And so I have built into the program 12 incredible lessons that are separated by implementation and coaching weeks. So one week you'll get strategy, you'll get information, you'll get action steps. And the next week you'll get coaching, support, encouragement, and time to implement what you just learned. So if you're interested in having me come alongside you and help keep you accountable with your personal plan and with your business plan, I'd love to be that support for you. So you can head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash coaching. There is a link there where you can book a discovery call with me. I'd love to hop on the phone and have a conversation with you about where you are and where you want to be and how together we can get you there. All right, but I am sure that you are itching to get into today's topic about how to implement and execute your personal plan for the year. Okay, so first of all, if you are able to, I would love for you to grab out that workbook that we talked about in the last episode. If you haven't had a chance to download that and work through it, I absolutely recommend that you carve out time to do that. It is something that is so powerful and it will really help you actually make these goals happen. Now, speaking of goals, I think it's a really great time for me to transition and help you maybe stop thinking about just goals. I want you to actually forget about goals. And that's funny because I just told you to make this focus plan all around goals. But the reason why I told you to call them goals is because I knew that the word goals resonates with you. I know that that's a word that is very popular. And when I say goal, you get it. But here's what I want you to do. Instead of focusing on goals... I want you to now shift your mindset into focusing on systems. If you haven't read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, 
It's one of my absolute favorite books. I've heard other entrepreneurs talk about it a lot, and I never carved out the time to do it until recently. So I finally read it, finished it. I loved it so much that I send it to every single one of my group coaching clients, the Side Hustler to CEO members. So if you're thinking about joining that, don't buy this book because I'll send it to you. But it's so incredibly impactful. It's one of those books that can be applied to your personal life just as much as it can be applied to your business. So here's why goals just aren't enough. Goals are all about the results you want to achieve. But systems are about the process that leads you to those results. Now, goals are really good for setting a direction, but systems are the best for making progress. Now, the purpose of setting a goal is to win the game, but the purpose of building a system is to continue playing the game. Okay, so behavior change, that's what I'm talking about here. That's hard. And behavior change starts with awareness. So I want you to start to think about habits. What are your natural habits? What are the things that you do on a daily, regular basis? Now, it's important to point out, as James Clear would say, there are no good or bad habits, only effective habits that solve problems. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. So much so that I actually think I need to go back and change the title of one of the episodes and probably a lot of the language that I shared in episode 25, which is all about identifying and breaking bad habits. But that's actually a really great complimentary episode for you to listen to after this if you are having a hard time sort of identifying those ineffective habits, let's call them. So I'll be sure to link that in the show notes if you're interested. Okay, so one way that you can draw awareness around your behavior is to start asking yourself this question. Does this behavior or habit help me become the type of person I wish to be? Wow, isn't that such a great question? Sometimes hearing your ineffective habits out loud can actually make the consequences seem more real. So saying out loud, I'm about to eat this cookie, but I know I don't really need it. And it will take me further from my goal of being healthier. I mean, can you see how right away saying that out loud gives you a different perspective. It gives you more clarity and you start to second guess, gosh, do I really want to eat this cookie, which is going to take me further away from the progress that I'm hoping for? Another way to put that question is, am I becoming closer to who I want to be or farther away? Same question, but when you put it into perspective that way, obviously I want to be closer to my goal, closer to my new habit. So I don't want to revert and go back. 
So I want to share with you a couple of strategies that James Clear shares in his book. The first one is called Implementation Intention. So it's basically a plan that you make beforehand about when and where you are going to act. So it's sort of like a Mad Lib. You're going to fill in the blank. So for instance, I will fill in the behavior at fill in the time and in location, fill in the location. So let me give you an example. I will work out for 30 minutes at 6.30 a.m. in my bedroom. Now, most people think they lack motivation when it comes to forming and keeping new habits, but what they truly lack is clarity. So if you can be very specific about what you want and how you will achieve it, it helps you say no to things that will derail your progress. So one really practical tip for how you can use this implementation intention is to set a repeating alarm on your phone until it becomes an automatic habit. And I would say, like, if your alarm allows for a phrase, I would put that phrase on there. I will work out for 30 minutes. You don't need to say at the time because you know when that timer goes off, that's the time you're supposed to do it in my bedroom or at the gym or whatever it is. And just start to get used to building that implementation intention into your language. Now, as I mentioned in part one of this series about creating these monthly focus areas, this implementation intention is going to be great. You're going to take those action steps that you wrote down that go with each focus for the month, and you're going to create implementation intentions that go with it. I also think it'd be a great idea to keep this new habit posted somewhere. So make a cute note card, add some cutout clipper on it, and laminate them and post them. I am all about pretty. When things are pretty, they inspire me. When things are posted, they remind me. And they remind the people around me. So my kids are going to be like, Mom, what is this card that says I will work out for 30 minutes? every morning at 6.30 in my bedroom, they're going to be like, gosh, that's very specific. Why do you have that? And you can model to them what these implementation intentions are and why they're so powerful and important. And you can share the same ideas with your kids and they can make their own goals and post them. Again, we're going to call these goals habits. Okay. But I know that it's just a more common word to hear the word goal. But if you start to think, I have this goal, okay, cool. How are you going to make that goal a habit? The book is so fascinating. James includes so many different stories about how people changed one small habit and how that impacted their career, how that impacted their business, how that impacted their personal life. And they're so incredibly inspirational. I can't recommend that book enough. Okay. Another strategy that he talks about in his book is called habit stacking. You might have heard this before. It's a really popular one. 
but you often decide what to do based on what you just finished doing. So each action becomes a cue that triggers your next behavior. So if you think about it, for instance, all of us have automatic habits that we don't even have to think about anymore. So your alarm goes off, you automatically turn it off, right? Or you snooze it. You automatically get out of bed and you automatically walk to the bathroom and turn the light on. Typically, if you're me, (laughs) or like most people in the morning, you automatically head right to the bathroom and you go to the bathroom. And after you go to the bathroom, you automatically, hopefully, wash your hands, right? These are just normal habits that we do every day. We do not have to remind ourselves to do them. We do not have to post a sticky note or a cute laminated card anywhere to remind us. They're just automatic. But one of the best ways to build a new habit is to stack your new behavior on top of one that you already do. So for instance, if you want to create that new habit where you're going to work out at 6.30 for 30 minutes in your bedroom, where's the best place to put that? You're probably going to put that on your bathroom mirror so that you're reminded of that every single day. I'm going to go through my morning routine. I'm going to get out of bed. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to wash my face. And then I'm going to work out. Or maybe you want to wash your face after you work out. Whatever your step-by-step process is going to be, stack that new habit onto a habit that you already have. So here's another Mad Lib for you to fill in the blank. After I insert your current habit, I will insert your new habit. So after I finish brushing my teeth, I will work out for 30 minutes. Do you see how that easily can become a new habit when you just pair it with a habit you already have? Another example of this, if you've been listening to the podcast for a little while, you know about my son Jaden and how he was doing a program with Brain Balance, which helps strengthen the right side of his brain. And now that he's done with the program, we're working on implementing exercises into his daily routine. So what we've decided is to break up his exercises. He has quite a bit of exercises that he has to do every day. So we break them up um, into three sections. So he doesn't have to do them all at once. But he'll do several of the exercises right after breakfast, another set right after lunch, and then another set right before dinner. So that's a really great way to do this habit stacking. So we already have the habit of eating, and so we're going to pair his new habit with a meal time, if that makes sense. So I want you to be thinking about those goals that you have set those new habits that you have decided to focus on for January, February, and March of next year. And again, if you're listening to this series when it's not a new year, that's totally fine. Just pick the next three months or the next quarter that you're going to be working on and decide what habit stacking can you implement for those action steps. Create those implementation intentions, post them, and then work towards the new habit instead of the end goal. 
I also wanted to share just a few more tangible strategies of how you can start to implement these and how you can stay accountable. So the first one is a habit tracker. I think that is so cool to be able to post this where you can see it and mark down each day of the week um, and each week of the month. So maybe do like a monthly habit tracker. This is somewhere that you see it every day. So again, maybe that's on your mirror um, in your bathroom so that you can keep track of doing it. You could even do a habit tracker on your phone, whatever you need to do to make it easy for you to follow up on, and that will hold you accountable. So those action steps that are going to go with each of your monthly focuses, that should be your habit tracker. Those are going to be the habits that you focus on first. I've already mentioned keeping your goal posted. I think it's important to have that in multiple places around your house, not just in the location that you're going to do that new habit, but it will just help draw awareness around that new habit. I also think it's really great to be working towards a reward. So I want you to reward yourself and think about what this reward will be in advance. If you are working on a health and fitness goal, have the reward maybe not be around food, right? So try to have the reward be somewhat related, but not that's going to like, you know, push you further away from your goal, from that habit, that end result. Hey mama, I wanted to take a quick minute to invite you to join us for a free masterclass called Productivity with Purpose. In this masterclass, I will be teaching you how to purposefully time block your schedule to achieve peace and productivity. You can expect to learn how to create a master task list and establish time blocks, how to assign the tasks and protect those time blocks, and how do you actually stick to the schedule you create? And then finally, we're gonna be talking about how to eliminate distractions to get more done in less time. I don't want your calendar to control you anymore, so if you are ready to grab your free seat, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash productivity, and I can't wait to see you there. Next, I think it's super important that you get accountability. Now, when I say this, I don't want your eyes to glaze over and be like, oh, I've heard that word so many times, get accountability. Gosh, Ashley, I don't want accountability. If you truly want to make a difference and you want to make a change and you want to prioritize yourself and you want to prioritize your family and your relationship with your children, you can't do it by yourself. You can't. You're going to talk yourself out of it every time. You're going to think about a million other excuses and a million other things that you need to be doing. If you want to see a change, you have to get uncomfortable. You have to tell other people about it. Get an accountability partner that's not your spouse. Spouses are great. They want the best for us, but they've got other stuff going on and they are in our same bubble. And so I think they're just too close sometimes to keep us accountable. So it's really great to have an accountability partner outside of your home and really think about who you want to be this partner for you. And maybe set some parameters and some guidelines and say, hey, I really would love you for you to hold me accountable in this area. How can I hold you accountable? And actually set an alarm in your phone. 
So I have a friend that I hold accountable every single day, and I have a reminder in my phone to go off every day at the same time to keep her accountable. Because you know what? If I don't have that alarm in my phone, I'm not going to be able to do that. So get accountability partners. And the last and final thing, I already mentioned the setting a daily alarm until that habit becomes automatic, but I also think it's really important to set daily affirmation alarms. These are like little boosts of encouragement that will cheer you on throughout the day, that will remind you why you're doing this. This is huge. If you want to create a new habit and have it carry on throughout month after month after month, you have to be encouraged along the way. And these daily affirmations can really help that. And one more tangible strategy I just thought about because I can't believe I didn't think about it beforehand, but is journaling. I think journaling is one of those things, and it doesn't have to be a long-form journal. It could be a bullet journal. It could be a few points every day of a few sentences of, this is how I feel today. This is what I accomplished. This is where I struggled. Just a little bit of a checkup every single day where you're being intentional about checking in with your habit. In addition to checking in every day, I think it's really important that you do a regular weekly check-in. And I call this your personal CEO day. Small daily changes are going to create habits that will produce lasting change. However, if you are not setting aside a bigger chunk of time throughout the week to actually plan these things, it's going to be really hard for you to be able to keep up with it, to be able to execute the plan. Because what happens when you look at your week and things are crazy and busy and you forgot that you had this appointment or your daughter gets sick and has to be home from school, like there's going to be things that happen and things that come up. And so you have to be able to have time in your schedule to plan. You need to have margin in your schedule to be able to have those hiccups, to be able to have those unexpected interruptions and distractions. And if you're wondering what the heck a personal CEO day is, I have a whole episode all about the importance and how you can set up your own CEO day and exactly what to focus on. But just really quickly, It keeps you accountable. It helps you think about where you're going and map out a plan of how to get there. And it allows you to course correct so much sooner so you don't get off track. So if you're interested in that episode, I'll link it in the show notes. It's episode number 83. All right, now it's time to pull out your workbook. I want you to work through this next section called Heart Check. And you're going to do this heart check for every single month. So I want you to think about January's monthly focus or whatever month you're focusing on right now. I want you to remind yourself, what is your main focus for this month and why is it important to you? Journal through that. Next, you're going to journal through what potential roadblocks might keep you from your desired results. Because let's be real. As mamas, there are a lot of things and people vying for our attention, and we need to be able to identify what these roadblocks might be and what we can do to make sure that we can stay on track. 
So that's the third question I want you to really think about and journal through. What can you do to make sure that you stay on track? In your workbook, I've also included a family system and routine guide, sort of. So you can go through that and really think about each different system. And these are systems that obviously take place on a daily and weekly basis. So yes, your monthly focus might be creating a system specifically for one of these things, but obviously all of these other things still have to get done regardless on whether you're focusing on building and implementing a new system for that. So these are things like meal planning, meal prepping, laundry, when you're going to shower, when your kids are going to shower, grocery shopping, dishes, cleaning, household chores, paying bills, reviewing the budget, and creating and setting up a family meeting. These are all things that are so important on the daily. These are those family systems. And if you have anything else that you can think of, of course, add it to this list. But I sort of wanted you just to have this overview of tasks that you're responsible for. And I want you to go through step by step and think of, okay, what day of the week do I have set aside for these tasks? And what does my process actually look like? So I'm not asking you, as I mentioned, to attack all of these at once and try to create a system and a process for them all at once. All I'm asking you to do is really decide when are you going to take care of these things? Because these all have to get done on the regular And maybe you're going to start with one. Maybe meal planning is really stressful for you. Maybe that's going to be your month one focus. Where are you going to focus your energy and your attention? How are you going to create sustainable habits that are going to support that? And how are you going to execute that? What strategies that I've shared are you going to actually use to make sure that you are sticking to the plan? I hope that you have found today's episode so helpful. I can't wait to share with you next week's episode, part three of the series, Planning Your Epic Year, which is going to be how to plan your business, how to create a plan for your business. And then part four is going to be all about executing that business plan. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot of it, share it out on Instagram, tag me at The Purpose Gathering, and also send me a DM. I love voice messages. Tell me who you are. I would love to know that you're listening. I mention this a lot in my episodes, but gosh, it's so hard not to be able to talk back with the people that are listening. And so it would just seriously make my day if you reach out and let me know who you are and what you're enjoying about this series so far. If you are interested in more support and needing a step-by-step system for really how to create a firm foundation in your photography business, and you're tired of sort of spinning your wheels and always wondering, where do I focus my energy and my attention? How do I juggle motherhood and business at the same time? I would love to hop on a clarity call with you and just help you understand where you're at and figuring out a plan of how to get where you're going. So if you're interested in that, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash coaching. And as always, mama, I am here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things, and life is about more than just surviving. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our free online community and connect with like-minded mom photographers, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash mamas. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.